0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Gonna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you at 8am every morning, keeping you up to date with all the world of Arsenal transfers. You join us for episode 199. Tomorrow, episode 200. Hopefully, we can bring some positive and good news tomorrow, but today... There's unfortunately some difficult stuff that we need to chat about. We're going to be talking, of course, about the Rafinha situation, all the latest on that and more. Plus, the usual updates on the rest of Arsenal's incomings and possible outgoings. Before we go into the show any further, though, please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. We've also left a poll for you guys in the chat box this morning around the Rafinha situation, Uh, we're going to talk about a lot more than just that, of course. So let's, without further ado, crack on with the show. And as always, go and tell you to subscribe to The Arsenal Way. i will be live over there at 10am to chat more about uh, Arsenal's transfer situation this summer, what might change and what needs to happen. So let's crack on with our first story of the day, which... I'm sure all of you saw uh, yesterday, Gabriel Jesus kicked off the day in a really positive fashion. You know, we could not have been happier with how the morning went as uh, images leaked by the sun um, showed uh, Gabriel Jesus, of course, uh, arriving and meeting with Edu. He then completed his medical and all of the, uh, the usual stuff that goes on around it that you've obviously seen in the Fabio Vieira behind the scenes video. Um, And now uh, we'll expect an announcement on this very, very soon. Hopefully very, very soon indeed. Perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow, maybe a little bit later. But there's a chance it could happen very soon indeed. Um, Which is going to be great news for Arsenal, of course, who have been trying to get this deal done for a long time. Massive coup for the club. um, And certainly one I look forward to seeing what Gabriel Jesus can bring ahead of next season. Um, Now, the other big story was the Amazon All or Nothing series uh, has released its first trailer and a release date. It will be out on the 4th of August. Now, I was hoping to do a breakdown of the series. Uh, I don't know about a watch along, as some people requested, but certainly looking into the series. But the series falls the day before I go away from my stag. So that's going to be tricky. I didn't expect it to come out here. Um, But it does mean that it's going to all it will all be out before my actual wedding, which means I can get all of that out of the way. Uh, It's going to release every week. Three episodes. The episodes one to three comes out on the fourth. Uh, Episodes four to six comes out on the 11th and episodes seven to nine come out on the 18th of August. Um, I'm probably going to do a breakdown of the episodes. still. It might just be a little bit delayed after the first one. We'll obviously be talking about it heavily. Uh, And looking into it, it's uh, it's going to be a revealing and painful experience, especially regarding the conclusion of the series. But hopefully it gives us an inside track on a lot of things that we didn't already know about the club. So we'll look forward to breaking all of that down and more very soon. Indeed. Um, Now, uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey is on his way to the England under 19, the Euros final. They defeated Italy 2-1. Brooknall Cuffey had a great game playing in that right wing back role once again. Uh, and he will now join up with the Arsenal first team after an extended holiday um, for uh, pre-season. Lots to come from Brooknall and Cuffey. Very exciting indeed. Uh, now, Hector Bellerin and possible outgoings from the club, Atletico Madrid have entered discussions with Arsenal Um, about a possible deal his head is still very much with Betis although with that deal looking unlikely due to the fact that Betis just simply cannot afford to pay what it would take to bring Betis to uh, bring Bellerin to the club Atletico Madrid have moved uh, and it seems they are now looking to try and agree a price with Arsenal and of course uh, get Bellerin to agree to the move as well next season we will keep you updated on that line as it flows now, Lucas Torreira came out with some very interesting quotes uh, yesterday, uh, basically just saying there is zero chance whatsoever that he will be at Arsenal next season. He was asked basically if there's any way that he would return to Arsenal and he turned around and said, look, he'd been told that there's no future for him at Arsenal. Um, that you know, he's not part of the club's plans and he doesn't want to obviously go back. And you can completely understand why that's the case. And this isn't unusual. Clubs tell players all the time that players don't have futures with their clubs. It's a very regular thing that happens. It's not something that we need to get particularly surprised about happening. Um, But Lucas Torreira will leave Arsenal this summer. It's been some time coming, let's be honest, that it's going to happen. We don't know where exactly he's going to go but we do know that he is going to go this summer. Where, though? Obviously, we'll wait and see. But it was interesting to hear the specific quote, which was, my desire to stay at Arsenal, question mark? No. From the beginning, they told me that I had no place, so my desire is not to stay either. Any team that want me has to pay my value for approximately 15 million. He didn't say whether that's euros or pounds, but 15 million euros is the asking price from Arsenal. That's clearly been made known. If anyone wants Torreira, that's the price that they've got to pay. So uh, there you go. That's that's what we can expect from Lucas Torreira. Now, Alessandro Martinez, uh, Arsenal continue to wait for a response. We talked about this yesterday, that there had yet, not yet been a response from Ajax. Now, there was some positive feeling about this, that perhaps because they were, you know, looking into, looking over the idea of this bid, that Arsenal may have a chance, of signing him for around that 34 million euro bid that they did indeed put in, or 34 million pound bid uh, that they did indeed put in. I think it was, all you know, everything combined, basically. It's still a really long way off of what Ajax were asking for. I have a feeling the reason why um, they are mulling over this offer is they are waiting for Manchester United to come in with a rival bid for the player. he's very open to moving to the Premier League. He's open to moving to either Arsenal or uh, Man United. Arsenal would not have made a bid if there was not an openness for the player to be open to joining Arsenal, Uh, the same as with the Rafinha situation, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, But there is clearly an openness from the player to move to Arsenal. But I think Ajax are going to be looking to try and get maximum value for the player, which is what every club would obviously do. But Arsenal, I think, will need to move probably a lot more uh, strictly, a lot more with intention if they want to get this deal done. They need to probably go up and blow Man United out of the water, to be honest, with a bid to get Martinez, or they will risk losing him. Um, I think this is probably 50-50 right now regarding whether Arsenal will get Sandra Martinez or not this summer. Um, but Ajax don't need to cut price their deals, If Arsenal manage to get this cheaper than the asking price, that is going to be a ridiculous kind of level of bid. Um, uh, Sorry, a ridiculous kind of achievement to get in for the level of money that they originally asked for compared to what they are asking for. I hope it happens, but we'll wait and see what happens because it's certainly an interesting story that we will keep you up to date with. Um, And lastly, our headline story of the day. Rafinha. Looks close to joining us, uh, to joining, sorry, Chelsea. Uh, I just made the situation worse for you. Uh, looks close to joining Chelsea now, much more so than Arsenal. Yesterday, Chelsea came in and agreed a fee with Leeds north of 55 million pounds according to David Ornstein. Fabrizio Romano said the figure is between 60 and 65 with a large portion of that being paid up front. It is a figure that Arsenal have not come close to. Arsenal had a meeting with Leeds yesterday in which they uh, offered a verbal offer which Leeds immediately turned down. Arsenal have not come close to supposedly agreeing a fee with Leeds. That said there was some conflicting tweets from Fabrizio Romano that didn't really make much sense. Uh some of the tweets made it sound like Arsenal had agreed with the club, others clearly made out that they hadn't. Um as far as I'm aware Arsenal haven't agreed a fee with Leeds at all. Um they had, obviously Chelsea had contacted the representatives fairly early on. Um in terms of like the last few days or so, it's been very swift from Chelsea's side of things. It's a frustration. Um, obviously, it's a frustration that we've got this situation. I hope that this situation sorts itself out for Arsenal, but it's looking very, very difficult right now. Very, very difficult indeed. I want this to work. I want Rafinha to sign for Arsenal, don't get me wrong, but if he doesn't, I, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I think Arsenal can get Other players we always talked about this deal as a luxury signing we talked about Rafinha as a surprise deal if Arsenal were to get this done I don't think anyone expected Arsenal to go and pay 60 million quid for Rafinha so if it would have happened it would have been a bonus I want Arsenal to go out and sign a wide forward this summer that's a position that I've been calling for for the start of the window if it was Rafinha great If it wasn't one of the other targets, like a Moussa Dembele, like a Cody Gakpo, great. But Arsenal also have other priorities during this transfer window. You know, central midfield is still absolutely key this summer. Um, Bringing in a player like Lissandro Martinez is absolutely key This summer. And I've said time after time that if I had to choose between Martinez and Rafinha as a priority, Martinez is absolutely the priority signing that I would prefer Arsenal to get in because he offers Arsenal so much more coverage at centre back, offers so much more coverage in defensive midfield, and of course, in that left back role as well. All of these positions are of a greater priority than a right wing when we've got Bakayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli and Fabio Vieira that can all play in that right wing slot. So of all of those two players, of course, uh, Martinez is the priority. That said, Arsenal still need to go and get themselves, in my opinion, a wide forward with the versatility to play in other areas, be it the right-hand side, be it the left-hand side, and even to cover the central position. Because at the moment, our only two strikers, as we know, are Jesus and Ketia, and then to a lesser extent, Foller and Balogun as well. But I wanted to see us go for a wide player that had also got the capacity to play in the middle. Rafinha has only played a very, very restricted number of minutes both on the left-hand side and in the middle. He doesn't have that versatility that other wide forwards do. So if Arsenal end up going and getting a more versatile option than Rafinha, of course, it's going to be to the benefit of Arsenal. Who that might be, it's impossible to know right now. Arsenal's kind of um, progress on other wide forwards is to a minimum. Now, things can change very quickly in the window, as we know, and this may change as well in Arsenal. You may find in the next week, two weeks, end up switching targets to someone else that said arsenal aren't completely out of the race for rafinha yet chelsea are in the process of trying to persuade rafinha to choose chelsea if arsenal match the asking price of Leeds in the next say 24 hours they may be able to get back into the race and get back into the um fighting with a signature of rafinha it remains to uh, an extent, open for Arsenal to still go for Rafinha. It's not entirely over, but it certainly doesn't look anywhere near as likely as it did 24 hours ago. I also hope this is a bit of a lesson to a lot of people that believed plenty of ITK Twitter accounts You need to make sure that you're being savvy online and with who you're believing, who you're reading into, what you're reading, and whether you believe these people. You need to be more savvy about it because a lot of Twitter accounts have got a lot of traction off this Rafinha deal that knew nothing and tried to make a lot of educated guesses and got it wrong. That's where we need to learn some lessons on using social media and Arsenal. Anyway, that completes today's stories. We are going to go into the chat box now and answer your questions. So if you do indeed have any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is your time to do so after this short break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's go through as many of these as possible. At uh, Reese says Tom, don't you think that Martinez is too expensive for a backup player? Yes, thankfully, he's not a backup player. He's a competitive player that will come into the squad and start plenty of games. Uh Amira says, Morning, Tom, with the club seemingly more willing to pay the asking price for Martinez and not Rafinha. Does that show the position the club is prioritizing or is Rafinha just overpriced? Look, Rafinha is very expensive. You know, I always say it's not my money. If we'd have spent the money on Rafinha, I wouldn't have really battered an eyelid at it, to be honest, unless, of course, next season he underperformed. Then we start talking about the price tag. But I think Arsenal have clearly not been a, not been willing to go to the figure that Leeds are asking for. A lot of people are going to complain about Edu, are going to complain about Arsenal not stumping up the money. Ironically, there might have been the same people that started complaining about the fact that Arsenal were looking to spend close to £70 million on Rafinha, but Arsenal aren't willing to go to that level. Arsenal have got their price, Arsenal have got their valuation of the player, and if they're not willing to go to that level, I've got to go, fair enough, respect. You don't want to go to that level on a player that you don't think is a priority during this window. Martinez is different. Martinez, I think, is a player that if we paid £42 million for, you are getting a very good player. Now, Arsenal are going to try and get the maximum value for player that they can by obviously going through this discussion process. Ajax are mulling this deal over, although I feel there is a feeling that Manchester United's interest will also help drum up a bidding war between the two teams, and Ajax are certainly waiting for that. But for me, uh, I just... I just think that Rafinha's price tag is the biggest stumbling block for Arsenal. Not that they couldn't afford to do it. They just don't seem to be willing to pay over a certain figure that could change in the next 24 hours or in the next hour, it may have even already changed and we just haven't found out the information yet, but the price tag for Rafinha Arsenal seemingly just haven't been willing to go to that level of uh, kind of money to pay for him. Uh, Charlie says, uh, yeah, we had no problem over paying for White and Ramsdale, both of which haven't retained That Ramsdale hasn't retained his value Charlie I'm sorry but you're incredibly pessimistic about things and to say Ramsdale hasn't maintained his if if any clubs coming in for Ramsdale after the season he's had they're paying more than the 28 to 30 million pounds than we paid for him Ben White was an investment and we all know that about Ben White for that position we needed a centre back we got a homegrown centre back that did very well last season that people want to bash because it's an easy stick to beat Arteta with I'm sorry Charlie I disagree with your opinion wildly there. Uh, Mo says, why do we always end up in long, drawn-out transfers when other clubs get business done before a battle with other clubs? Because um, Arsenal obviously have a lot of principled views on the value of players, and they don't want to overpay. Now, you say that we always get drawn up, but I don't remember a drawn-out discussion for Fabio Vieira. Do you? Because I certainly don't. So factually, saying that we always go uh, get into drawn-out discussions is not Entirely true. Also, opinions about this are always based upon the media's reporting of these players and of these transfers. If interest of a player is picked up very early on, like it was with Gabriel Jesus, for instance, it was very—it was picked up way before the season had ended that Arsenal had an interest in trying to sign Jesus. And of course, that period of agreeing a fee, agreeing personal terms took time. And it was just that it was a lot done in the public eye that it was drawn out. However, for the Fabio Vieira deal, that didn't happen. However, there had still been discussions going on for some time in secret, probably for a similar length of time that we were in discussions with Gabriel Jesus. But just because the Gabriel Jesus situation was publicised, that one felt drawn out whilst the Fabio Vieira one didn't. So your perception of Arsenal having their discussions drawn out is only going as far as, you know, the, what's being reported. So the, the context is what's really key. Uh, Akil says, morning, Tom. Uh, do you think we should switch our intentions back to a big number nine? No, I want to see a versatile wide player, someone who's got the capacity to play in the middle, someone that's got the capacity to play in those wide areas. I get you saying that Jesus can obviously use those, but I I just don't think that there is a number nine out there for a reasonable price besides Skamaka, who looks very close to go into PSG. And he himself indeed would be a risk, hasn't played in the Premier League, scored 16 Serie A goals, which is, I think, his record last season. Different profile, of course, very different to the style of striker that Arsenal have been looking at. And that's why the club have had reservations about Skamaka. There are individuals within the club that, according to The Athletic, just don't have that assurance that he's the right profile of striker to go for. Beyond him, you're looking at Ozymen that's costing you €100 million upwards. You're looking at Tammy Abraham that Roma won along £80 million for. Patrick Schick is off the table. Jonathan David is a possibility, but the problem with Jonathan David is that the form of the player has not necessarily put Arsenal off, but it's certainly not convinced Arsenal, quite similar to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, that they would be worth the investment that it would cost, which you're looking at upwards of £45 £50 million for. It's very difficult. However... The wide forward market is very different. Cody Gakpo available for a reasonable figure. You could go for a player like Pedro Goncalves. Arsenal was said to have an interest in Marco Asensio. I know for a fact that Mikel Arteta has admired the player for a significant period of time, but there's always been question marks about whether or not he would be a risk or too much of a risk or whether he would fit or clash with the existing players at the club stylistically, not socially. So all of that combines to make a wide forward purchase with versatility to play in the middle like a Gakpo, like a Pedro Canchalvez, these types of players makes it much more accessible to Arsenal to do. Um, But Rafinha was an opportunity that they felt they could go and get despite the fact he didn't have that versatility. Premier League ready, Arteta's trying to go down that route of bringing in players that are already kind of Premier League ready in that sense. Don't be surprised if Armando Breuer comes up again as a possible target. We know that Arsenal have been tracking him for some time and monitoring that situation. So if Chelsea do indeed end up getting Rafinha and Sterling, don't be surprised if Armando Broja comes up as a possible target for Arsenal. It would be an interesting one. Um, I'm just not sure whether he's the right profile. Again, he is more of a striker, of course, even though he can play in a wide area and has done. So let's wait and see what happens. Iron says, "What about Ivan Tony? I think the attitude side of things is a problem. I don't think Arteta is a big fan of that. Um, neither am I, to be honest. Uh, Jesus can play on the right wing, and then Zinchenko and Martinez, I think, would be great. It uh, would be a good window. I think for Tony, it's some of the social side of things is probably a block, an obstacle for Arsenal and Arteta to get over. There has at no point <clears throat> been any kind of real suggestions that Tony is." High up on Arsenal's lists at all, to be honest. Uh, Iga says, uh, is the Champions League blow still coming back to bite us? We could have managed to stamp up the money. And do you think that we can trust Hutchinson? Same profile as Rafinha, in my opinion, only younger. Hutchinson is is far and away uh, down the, the pecking order from someone like Rafinha. We can't put this much pressure on our youngsters. He's not of the level required yet to compete with someone like Rafinha. He's just not at that level. He's got no Premier League experience, no senior football experience at all. He needs probably a loan before we even start considering him as a a potential candidate. Regarding the Champions League, the Champions League from a monetary perspective, certainly, and in in terms of certain players. But look, we've managed to sign Gabriel Jesus, a player that's played every year in the Champions League with Manchester City, has won, what, three, four Premier League titles with Manchester City, has never got to close to win the Champions League other than that final, you know, in the semifinals. He's not come close to to lifting it in terms of doing it. And he's sacrificing the opportunity to come to Arsenal because we've sold him the project. We've sold him the, the prospect of being an Arsenal player. And that shows that the Champions League is not... It's not integral to every deal, but it certainly will be having impact on some discussions some targets and certainly on budget i feel like if we'd have got the champions league you probably may not have seen nketia renew or if he still had renewed we well, still may have been able to go get that third striker on top of jesus as well uh let's go to uh daniel says uh do you think maybe the fact that rafinha Would have taken up some of Gabby's minutes next season as a part to play. No, Arsenal are very interested in Rafinha and have done, and they wanted to sign him. They just weren't willing to pay over a certain figure, and Chelsea are, unless that changes in the next 24 hours. Uh, SKCD says, I'm fine not getting Rafinha. Very good player, but would rather spend the money on a midfielder and a different wide forward like a Diaby or a Gakpo. Andreas Nilsson says, it seems Arsenal had £80 for a winger and a midfielder. Rafinha and Tielemans, do you think they should focus the majority of that money on a centre mid? Yes. Look, I think centre midfield is the absolute priority over a wide forward. Centre midfield has to be a priority. It's an area of the pitch that if we go into next season with the same three players, we've not progressed. If we go into next season with Partey, Xhaka and Erdegaard as our three midfielders, despite Partey being great, and Odegaard being great, and Xhaka having his, you know, he's he's a decent footballer. If we don't go in with an upgrade, it will be a problem. If it was me, and you know I've said this time after time, I'd go into Lazio and say, here's £55 million pounds for Milink- Milinkovic-Savic. Give him. <laughs> Just g- give me him. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me Milinkovic-Savic. That's what I would go and do. I'd rather spend £55 million on Milinkovic-Savic than £55 million on Rafinha any day of the week. Any day of the week. I'd rather see that as a priority. I just don't think that's going to happen. Calvin says, will Xhaka still be a mainstay in our midfield next season? Depends if we sign a player. Even if we sign someone, Xhaka is trusted. Xhaka is very well trusted by the manager. He will still play plenty of football unless he is ousted from that position. NVR says, Tom, who's the last attacking player who came straight from the Dutch league and did good not on the Gakpo hype train? So what, to the Premier League? It's a good question because obviously Memphis Depay didn't do that great. Steven Bergvine started off well for Spurs and then trailed off, unfortunately. Luis Suarez, uh, you would probably look to, obviously came from Ajax and did brilliantly for Liverpool. Um, Thinking off the top of my head of anyone else that's come in recently from the Dutch League and it's, it's tough. But you go top of the end, Luis Suarez, and then you're kind of going down to Depay and... Uh, Steven Bergvine that weren't as good uh, as that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're coming from that league that you won't succeed. Um, Vinaldum, uh, it obviously came to Newcastle first and then Liverpool, but yeah, uh, Christian Eriksen is a good shout, came from Ajax, went to Spurs, did very, very well indeed. Uh, let's go to uh, Jason says, Tom, uh, you smash it, mate. So proud to be a part of TGT Teach, shout. I'm proud that you're part of it, Jason. Thank you. Um, if this blows up like Arsenal could this season. Uh, you've made it. Keep it up. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, James says people kicking off about Rafinha, but I'd rather spend 55 million on Tillemans and Zinchenko double deal. I don't think anyone should kick off about Rafinha. I mean, if you're criticizing their due for not stumping up the money, I don't, I'm not sure why I'll criticize at the end of the summer. If we've not, you know, brought in the necessary players, but if we're not willing to go to a certain level for a player that they don't think is worth that amount of money, I'm not going to necessarily be critical, especially when it's a player that's not a priority over Alessandro Martinez or a central midfielder. If we don't get those players, that's when I'll start being critical. But I'm not going to be sitting here on the 29th of June before we've even played our first pre-season game and start criticising what we're doing. It just doesn't make any sense to me to do that because the money for Rafinha is of a really high level. I've said time after time that, you know, it's not my money if we get him. Great. If we don't, I just hope we get a player uh, or players that can obviously give us what we need. Dunko uh, says, uh, I'll spend $65 million on Sergei milinkovic savage too. I don't blame you because I do the same thing. Hamza says, do you still feel confident about next season if the main business we end up doing is Jesus, Vieira and Tielemans? Look, we needed a striker. We get one. We need a centre mid. We get one. Vieira, it was, seems like a bit of a bonus signing, um, but we need more. I wouldn't be confident with just those three. We need more. We need a Martinez. We need a wide forward, in my opinion. So I think we need two more on top of that to make it a good, very good window this summer. Let's have a quick check on the poll um that we put into the chat box at the start of today's show. Um, the question was, are you confident Arsenal will secure a solid alternative to Rafinha if they miss out on him? Nearly a 1,000 of you have voted. I think, actually, maybe we're close to hitting that 1,000. If you haven't already voted on the poll in the live chat box, make sure you do. And after you've voted... On that poll, your next job is to hit the like button. Make sure you do that. There's 1,500 of you watching. Please do show your support to the channel. We're doing these every day. Tomorrow will be our 200th episode of the Arsenal transfer show. So do make sure you are showing your support. It really does help out the channel, spreads it further, gets more people interested and watching and makes it more interactive for us. Um, But nearly a 1,000 of you have voted now on that poll. 56% of you say Yes. You are confident, but 44% of you that have voted so far says no. Um, it's very split. And I'm not blaming you for that. I can't blame you for having um, the apprehension, I suppose, is the right word, around not getting this done. Uh, Tears of Disgust says, if Arsenal fails to sign Martinez slash after we seem to miss out on Rafinha, it would be typical Arsenal. Losing all the momentum and faith our, our fan base has built up to this point. It's crunch time. Arsenal are resting a lot of hope on this window. If Arsenal fail this window, it will be awful to start the season without those primaries. Jesus, great. Vieira, great. Turner, great. Arquinhos, great. Um, But we need to make sure that we get a central midfielder, a wide forward, and that versatile defender. They are three key areas of the summer transfer window that I want to see Arsenal go in for this summer. Uh, Ahmed says, any chance of going back for Gnabry? Um, The go back question is strange. We've never really had an interest in Gnabry. Arsenal have never really tried to push for him this summer. Um, sure, they might monitor the situation. They might be aware of uh, Bayern's issues. But the wages that Gnabry wants, the way in which you'd have to convince him to drop down to the Europa League, Just makes that deal near impossible, in my opinion. I don't think it's realistic. So please don't get your hopes up about uh, Gnabry coming to Arsenal. It just isn't a realistic situation. Um, Let's go to Jam, who says, uh, and thank you for the donation, Uh, who would be your number one midfield target to prevent last season's issues? Milinkovic, Savic, I've said this time after time, can do the job going forwards, can do the job going backwards. Perfect central midfield option for me perfect central midfield option for me. Um, Marcus says, does Rafinha feel like Vlaovic? Uh, No, there's a difference between the two. The difference between Vlaovic and Rafinha is that Rafinha, there was an openness to come to Arsenal. You know, there was an openness. If Arsenal had agreed a fee with Leeds, then they may have been able to convince Rafinha to join. Arsenal don't bid for players unless they have um, kind of an encouragement that the, the player would be open and willing to come to Arsenal. Vlaovic, never showed that willingness to come to Arsenal, hence why Arsenal never bid for Vlaovic. Um, And that's the difference between the two situations. Uh, Langer says, Tom, who uh, would you bring in to add goals or would you rather more steal in the midfield? Midfield, as I said, I think is more important than the wide forward position, but we need both. We need to make sure that we get both. Uh, Lynn says, "Uh, yes, Tom, Jesus will be great if he has a good link up. But getting him could be a disaster if he hasn't got that support. Thankfully, he does have support existing at Arsenal in the form of Saka and now Vieira and Erdegaard and Smith-Rowe and Martinelli. He's got a lot of players and creative players with that around him. But we do need to bring in a wide forward and we do need to bring in a progressive central midfielder to take the ball more successfully from our half to the oppositions and into the opposition box. That's what we need. If we don't go and get that this summer... That's a big, big problem. Uh, Stefan says, people are complaining we didn't get Rafinha, but the same people would have complained about the fee. There is obviously going to be some hypocrisy out there. Don't don't get it twisted. You're going to see hypocrisy over the next week. It's going to happen. But at the same time, for me, if Arsenal are not overpaying and are being conservative about their kind of plans this summer and get the business done, I don't have any complaints but we need to get the business done. And the key thing was trying to get it done before the start of the season, really before the US Tour, for me, was a big deadline. Thankfully, we've got players in, so I'm not going to be wildly frustrated if we've not yet got the centre-mid and wide forward and versatile defender in by the first game of preseason. because we've got Fiera and Turner and Marquinhos and Jesus all done. But I want to see more done before the start of the season. There's time. There's loads of time. We've got over a month before the start of the season. Let's get those players in. Let's get them in before. And we need to be quick. We need to move. And we need to move from one target to another if we aren't going for Rafinha. If we can't match that price, let Chelsea do their thing. Move on to the next one. Uh, Billy says, is there any chance Rafinha, uh, sorry, Fabio Vieira fills the right wing gap now? Yes, there is. He has played there a number of times. He could technically play on the right-hand side. But we all know that Saka's starting at the right wing against Crystal Palace. I don't think there's any kind of, you know, um, there's, there's there's no question that Saka starts right wing that first game of the season. So even if we assign Rafinha, does he start? The answer is no. Uh, Saka was always going to start there. It might have been that we gradually developed a front three where Rafinha goes right, Saka goes left. But the start of next season, I never saw anything other than Saka starting on the right-hand side. I never saw anything. Jesus in the middle, Saka on the right, probably Martinelli on the left-hand side. That's probably what was going to happen. So let's let's see what happens. Um, Abbe says, thoughts on Domenico Baradi uh, as an alternative to Rafinha? He's quite underrated and definitely cheaper and got 15 goals. Yeah, he his age, I think, is a bit of a problem. Uh, it's 27, turns 28 in August. If you invest in Baradi and it's going to cost you big money, you're looking at 40 million plus, I think, you're investing money that you're never going to get back. Rafinha, a 25-year-old, you probably could make back your money in three, four years, or you renew their contract and you've got a long-term investment on that amount of money. But a 28-year-old come the start of the season, I'm not sure that's wise to go big, especially during this period of Arsenal's finances. I want to see mid-20s players that have sell-on value but also have immediate impact, and Jesus is the perfect example of a player that can do that. Jesus will retain and probably improve on his value whilst at Arsenal, we hope if he performs. And Rafinha probably would have done the same. But I'm not sure Boradi is of the right profile for us to go for and spend that kind of money. Uh, Billy Boy says, Tom, what are your thoughts on João Palinha? Uh, looks like Fulham want him, but I think he's a quality backup for Partey. Yeah, you know, uh, playing in that defensive midfield position for Sporting, Palinha's done very well, forces way into the Portuguese national side as well. Um, doesn't seem to be too expensive either. Could be a good backup option. However, if we're signing Alessandro Martinez... I don't think a defensive midfielder is the right kind of central midfield signing. If we're getting Martinez, that should cover enough of the position for me um, that we don't need to go for a, uh, an Eve basuma esque signing in the summer. Uh, Release the piece says, We definitely need another player who can cover all three of those front three positions, similarly to Jesus or Jota, but ideally taller. Gakpo may be an option, but ideally someone with a more proven track record. You know, I feel like if Arsenal go for Gakpo, they could definitely um, hijack that Leeds deal. Ironically, you know, Leeds going for the player to replace Rafinha. Arsenal could end up going in to try and get him as well. Uh, Sandile uh, Sandile says, uh, Tom, uh, (laughs) do you believe we will sign a centre mid? Yes, I do believe that we will sign one. There is a long, long time left in the window. And Arsenal know that's a position that they wanted to invest in. So, yes, I am still confident. Um, Anurban says, uh, Man United and Chelsea have started storming the market. Do you think Arsenal's efforts will peter out? No, Arsenal will continue to try and sign the players they need to sign. Just because other teams come into the mix doesn't mean that you suddenly just stop searching for your targets. Arsenal will continue to push and try to sign the players that they need to sign. Um, I wouldn't necessarily need... I, I think you need to be worried about Arsenal not trying to get the targets. Uh, Mashego says, Tom, do you see us going for Seiko Fafana and Tielemans as two midfielders? Fafana's had a fantastic season for Lons. We all know that. Uh, PSG are said to be the favourites in signing him. Unsurprising, one of the best players in Liga last season going to the best team in Liga. No surprise there, especially with Christophe Galtier moving. But uh, I don't think uh, we'd sign both of them. I think it would be one or the other, not both of them in the summer uh morning John T do you think Ajax is stalling for United yes yes I do I think that Ajax are stalling to see if Manchester United um beat Arsenal's bid for Martinez that's why they're not rejecting it outright as of yet they'll mull it over uh Arsenal will need to demand an answer fairly swiftly they need to make sure this deal happens look for me Martinez is such a key signing if Arsenal can do it it'll be a great addition to the squad I hope that we can do it next season. Mohammed says, how is signing a 27-28-year-old a bad idea? Someone of that age takes pressure off our youngsters and gives them time to develop. Ideally, they would make an immediate impact. It depends on the price. If you're telling me that you can sign a 27-, 28-year-old that provides you an instant impact for around the 25 million pound figure around that, I'm not going to have too much of an issue because I think if it's investment on that kind of age bracket, it's not too bad. If you're telling me that you're going to go out and spend 50 million plus on a 27-, 28-year-old, that plays in a position that we've already got the Saka in. I'm not sure that's smart. I'm not sure that's the right way for Arsenal to move. I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, Al says uh, we should go back in for Porto and Vitinha. I thought Vitinha was looking like he was going to PSG, unless that's changed. But Vitinha is a very, very good player indeed. Um... (laughs) <laughs> we are not linked with willian again <laughs> don't believe everything you read uh hector says we'll have to eventually choose between saliba gabriel and white and if so who uh well gabriel white starts the season um with no reason to drop either of them saliba will fight for his place and hopefully get into the team he'll get chances in the cup and in the europa league and of course off the bench in the premier league and if one of those two gets injured he's the first pick that comes in I look forward to seeing what Sleeper brings next season. I want him to succeed, but you don't just get given a place in the Arsenal team. You earn it, and he has to earn it, and he has to come back and fight for that place. Uh, Telvin says, Dear Tom, do you really think Arteta will be spoiled for choice if they manage to sign Rafinha? I mean, yeah, if, he's, if they sign him, you're a bit spoiled for choice. Saka, Rafinha, Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Fabio Vieira, you know, got loads of players that Jesus can even play in a wide role. And Ketia has played in a wide role. So, yeah, I'd say that's sport for choice. Um, But it's about how you... And Pepe is still here, of course, Uh, at the moment. It depends on what happens with with all the options that we've got. Um, Marcus says, name one player you have not mentioned that could join us. Wow. Um, That's a tough question because, obviously, all the players we get linked to, we talk about. So, players we're not linked to that could join Arsenal is going to take... a. Fair deal of thinking, Marcus, and not off the top of my head. Um, Wide players that we've been linked to, or rather we've not been linked to, that have had good seasons. I'm wrapping my brains now. Um, But nothing's really coming forward, to be fair. I'm thinking La Liga because that's the one I watch the most of. But still, even then, I don't think... I hope you're not hearing that drilling outside. Um, But uh, yeah, off the top of my head. Trossard, we've been linked to. Zobos yeah, Zobosla slide. No, I don't see that happening. Uh, obviously, I would love to see Zobosla Arsenal just for the memes, but uh yeah, I don't see that happening. Dabala has been linked to Arsenal as well. Um Savage is 27, says uh Duca Right. I think there's a difference. This is the this is the um the exception. This is the exception. Domenico Berardi, not world class, very good player, very good player, very akin to Serie A and you know what he does at Sassuolo. Milinkovic-Savic is world-class, and that's the exception. The exception to the rule about signing a 27 or a 28-year-old for a big fee is if they are a world-class player. And Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, as I've said before, and people in the chat box know this already that have been watching the show time after time, but the only exception to the age rule is if a player is world-class. And Sergei milinkovic Savage is world-class. John says, you haven't mentioned Charles de Catalaire, uh, of course, of Club Bruges. Looks like he might be going to Leeds. Um, possibly. Maybe we try and hijack that. He's very different profile. Um, very, very different profile. Uh, Carl says, the, the Watford bloke, who I assume he means is Ismail Assar. Maybe he's the type of guy that we go for uh, instead. Uh, someone suggested Terrier, uh, Massibulele, uh, says uh, Terrier. Of course, uh, I want to say at Rennes. I think Martin Terrier is at Ren. He had a very, very good season last year. Uh, so a quick check on those stats. Martin Terrier, uh, he does indeed play for Ren. knowledge. <laughs> uh, somebody doesn't play FIFA, you know, trying to keep up with players. Um, 20 goals, four assists uh, in Liga, seven assists in total in 44 games is... Very good. Very good indeed. He is 25, a good age, to go and sign someone. Fabian Ruiz, of course, Temba, we've been linked with him. Um, Dan Juma, we talked about him in our tier list video. Could he be someone we end up going for? He's stepped up his career massively since going to Villarreal. Um, There's been loads. Uh, Bizarre says, do you think Mikas Peppele is leaving for short? Sure? He changed his agent with the idea to, to leave. So not... Leaving would be a big failure on the agent's part, I think. Uh, Neto, isn't sober. Neto, of course, at Wolves, Portuguese international winger, has faced a serious injury problem. Is that a risk? I think it might be too much of a risk for Arsenal to go in for. Anyway, we've been going well over time today, but thank you to the over 1,500 of you that have been tuning in live. We do these every morning for those of you that are new to the channel today, 8 a.m. UK time. Uh, I'll be back this afternoon at 6 p.m. for another conversation with you all. Looking forward to that as always. Genuine pleasure. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And if you're not done with this ugly mug of a face, I'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal way as well. Link in the description as always. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Wait. There's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice. Use it now. Hearts are racing. Breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you going to say? Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.